The Lonely Ones by Edward W. Ludwig. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. The Lonely Ones by Edward W. Ludwig. The line between noble dreams and madness is thin, and loneliness can push men past it. Onward sped the wanderer, onward through cold, silent infinity, on and on, an insignificant pencil of silver lost in the terrible brooding blackness. But even more awful than the blackness was the loneliness of the six men who inhabited the silver rocket. They moved in loneliness as fish move in water. Their lives revolved in loneliness as planets revolve in space and time. They bore their loneliness like a shroud, and it was as much a part of them as sight in their eyes. Loneliness was both their brother and their god. Yet, like a tiny flame in the darkness, there was hope a savage, desperate hope that grew with the passing of each day, each month, and each year. And at last— Lord, breathed Captain Sam Wiley. Lieutenant Gunderson nodded. It's a big one, isn't it? It's a big one, repeated Captain Wiley. They stared at the image in the wanderer's forward visi screen at the great shining gray ball. They stared hard, for it was like an enchanted, God-given fruit, handed them on a star-flecked platter of midnight. It was like the answer of a thousand prayers, a shining symbol of hope, which could mean the end of loneliness. "'It's ten times as big as Earth,' mused Lieutenant Gunderson. "'Do you think this'll be it, Captain?' I'm afraid to think. A thoughtful silence. Captain? Yes? Do you hear my heart pounding? Captain Wiley smiled. No, no, of course not. It seems like everybody should be hearing it. But we shouldn't get excited, should we? We mustn't hope too hard. He bit his lip. But there should be life there, don't you think, Captain? There may be. Nine years, Captain! Think of it! It's taken us nine years to get here. There's got to be life. Prepare for deceleration, Lieutenant. Lieutenant Gunderson's tall, slim body sagged for an instant. Then his eyes brightened. Yes, sir! Captain Sam Wiley continued to stare at the beautiful gray globe in the visi-screen. He was not like Gunderson, with boyish eagerness and anxiety flowing out of him in a ceaseless babble. His emotion was as great or greater, but it was imprisoned within him like swirling, foaming liquid inside a cork jug. It wouldn't do to encourage the men too much, because if they were disappointed— He shook his silver-thatched head. There it was, he thought, a new world, a world that perhaps held life. 
life it was a word uttered only with reverence for throughout the solar system with the exception of on earth there had been only death first it was the moon airless and lifeless that had been expected of course but mars for centuries men had dreamt of mars and written of mars with its canals and dead cities with its ancient men and strange animals everyone knew there was or had been life on mars the flaming rockets reached mars and the canals became volcanic crevices and the dead cities became jagged peaks of red stone and the endless sands were smooth 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 untouched by feet of living creatures there was plant life a species of green red lichen in the polar regions but nowhere was there real life then venus with its dust and wind no life there not even the stars to make one think of home only the dust and wind a dark veil of death screaming eternally over hot dry land and jupiter with its seas of ice and hot mercury a cracked withered mummy of a planet baked as hard and dry as an ancient walnut in a furnace next the airless rocky asteroids and frozen saturn with its swirling ammonia snows and last the white silent worlds uranus neptune and pluto world after world all dead with no sign of life no reminder of life and no promise of life thus the loneliness had grown it was not a child of earth it was not born in the hearts of those who scurried along city pavements or of those in the green fields or of those in the cool clean houses it was a child of the incredible distances of the infinite night of emptiness and silence it was born in the hearts of the slit-eyed men the oldish young men the spacemen for without life on other worlds where was the sky's challenge why go on and on to discover only worlds of death the dream of the spaceman turned from the planets to the stars somewhere in the galaxy or in other galaxies there had to be life life was a wonderful and precious thing it wasn't right that it should be confined to a single tiny planet if it were then life would seem meaningless mankind would be a freak a cosmic accident and now the wanderer was on the first interstellar flight hurtling through the dark spaces to proxima centauri moving silently as if motionless yet at a speed of one hundred and sixty thousand miles a second and ahead loomed the great gray planet the only planet of the sun growing larger larger each instant a gentle murmuring hum filled the ship 
the indicator lights of the control panel glowed like a swarm of pink eyes deceleration compensator adjusted for twelve g's sir reported lieutenant gunderson captain wiley nodded still studying the image of the planet there there's something else captain yes it's brown sir he's drunk captain wiley turned a scowl on his hard lined face drunk where did he get the stuff he saved it sir saved it for nine years said he was going to drink it when we discovered life we haven't discovered life yet i know he said he wouldn't set foot on the planet if he was sober said if there isn't life there he couldn't take it unless he was drunk captain wiley grunted all right they looked at the world wouldn't it be wonderful captain just think to meet another race it wouldn't matter what they were like would it if they were primitive we could teach them things if they were ahead of us they could teach us you know what i'd like to have someone meet us to gather around us it wouldn't matter if they were afraid of us or even if they tried to kill us we'd know that we aren't alone i know what you mean said captain wiley some of his emotion overflowed the prison of his body there's no thrill in landing on dead worlds if no one's there to see you you don't feel like a hero that's it captain that's why i came on this crazy trip i guess that's why we all came i captain wiley cleared his throat lieutenant commenced deceleration six g's yes sir the planet grew bigger filling the entire visiscreen someone coughed behind captain wiley sir the men would like to look at the screen they can't see the planet out of the ports yet the speaker was doyle the ship's engineer a dry tight-skinned little man sure captain wiley stepped aside doyle looked then parker and fong just three of them for watkins had sliced his wrists the fourth year out and brown was drunk as they looked the realization came to captain wiley the men were getting old the years had passed so gradually that he'd never really noticed it before lieutenant gunderson had been a kid just out of space academy parker and doyle and fong too had been in their twenties they had been boys and now something was gone the sharp eyes and sure movements of youth the smooth skin and thick soft hair now they had become men and yet for a few moments as they gazed at the screen they seemed like happy expectant children i wish brown could see this doyle murmured he says now he isn't going to get off his couch till we land and discover life says he won't dare look for himself the planet's right for life said fong the dark-faced astrophysicist atmosphere forty per cent oxygen lots of water vapor no poisonous gases according to spectroscopic analysis it should be ideal for life there is life there said parker the radar man you know why because we've given up eighteen years of our lives nine years to get here nine to get back i'm 
thirty now i was twenty-one when we left earth i gave up all those good years they say that you can have something if you pay enough for it well we've paid for this there has to be a a sort of universal justice that's why i know there's life here life that moves and thinks maybe even life we can talk to you need a drink said fong it's getting bigger murmured lieutenant gunderson the centaurians mused doyle half to himself what'll they be like monsters or men if parker's right about universal justice they'll be men hey where there's men there's women yelled parker a centaurian woman say look at those clouds exclaimed doyle damn it if we can't see the surface hey there look there to the right see it it's silver down in a hole in the clouds it's like a city maybe it's just water no it's a city bring her down captain god captain bring her down fast drag brown in here he ought to see this can't you bring her down faster captain damn it it is a city why doesn't someone get brown take to your couches men said captain wiley landing's apt to be a bit bumpy better strap yourselves in down went the rocket more slowly now great plumes of scarlet thundering from its forward braking jets down down into soft cotton-like clouds the whiteness sliding silently past the ports suddenly a droning voice to those in the ship from the planet called earth please refrain from landing at this moment you will await landing instructions parker leaped off his couch grasping a stanchion for support that voice it was human captain wiley's trembling hand moved over the jet control panel the ship slowed in its descent the clouds outside the portholes became motionless a milky whiteness pressed against the ship the voice parker cried again am i crazy did everyone hear it captain wiley turned away from the panel we heard it parker it was in our minds telepathy he smiled yes the planet is inhabited there are intelligent beings on it perhaps they are more intelligent than we are it was strange the men had hoped dreamt prayed for this moment now they sat stunned unable to comprehend their tongues frozen we'll see them very soon said captain wiley his voice quivering we'll wait for their directions breathlessly they waited captain wiley's fingers drummed nervously on the base of the control panel lieutenant gunderson rose from his couch stood in the centre of the cabin then returned to his couch silence save for the constant rumbling roar of the jets which held the ship aloft i wonder how long it'll be murmured fong at last it seems like a long time burst parker we've waited nine years said captain wiley we can wait a few more minutes they waited good lord 
said parker how long is it going to be what time is it we've been waiting an hour what kind of people are they down there maybe they've forgotten about us said fong that's it cried parker they've forgotten about us hey you down there you that talk to us we're still here damn it we want to land parker said captain wiley sternly parker sat down on his couch his lips quivering then came the voice we regret that a landing is impossible at this moment our field is overcrowded and your vessel is without priority you must wait your turn captain wiley stared forward at nothing whoever you are he whispered please understand that we have come a long way to reach your planet our trip we do not wish to discuss your trip you will be notified when landing space is available captain wiley's body shook wait tell us who you are what do you look like tell us talking to you is quite difficult we must form our thoughts so as to form word patterns in your minds you will be notified wait a minute called captain wiley no answer captain wiley straightened in an effort to maintain dignity they waited it was night the darkness was an impenetrable blanket a solid thing like thick black velvet glued over the ports it was worse than the darkness of space captain wiley sat before the control panel slowly beating his fists against the arms of his chair a human metronome ticking off the slow seconds parker stood before a porthole hey look captain there's a streak of red like a meteor and there's another captain wiley rose looked out they're rockets they're going to land these people are highly advanced his face became grim below them lay a planet an intelligent race hidden beneath clouds and darkness what manner of creatures were they how great was their civilization what marvellous secrets had their scientists discovered what was their food like their women their whiskey the question started endlessly through his mind like teasing needle-points all these wondrous things lay below them and there they sat like starving men their hands tied gazing upon a steaming but unobtainable dinner so near and yet so far he trembled the emotion grew within him until it burst out as water bursts through the cracked wall of a dam he became like parker why should we wait he yelled why must we land in their field parker prepare to release flares we're going down we land anywhere in a street in the country we don't have to wait for orders parker bounced off his couch someone called brown we're going to land a scurrying of feet the rush of taut muscled bodies the babble of excited voices we're going down we're going down the grumble of the wanderers yet loudened softened spluttered loudened again 
vibration filled the ship as it sank downward suddenly it lurched upward like a child's ball caught in a stream of rising water the jolt staggered the men they seized stanchions and bulkhead railings to keep their balance what the hell abruptly the strange movement ceased the ship seemed motionless there was no vibration captain said lieutenant gunderson there's no change in altitude we're still at thirty-five thousand feet no more no less we must be going down said captain wiley puzzled kill yet's four and six the lieutenant's hands flicked off two switches a moment later there's no change captain then came the voice to those in the vessel from the planet earth please do not oppose orders of the landing council you are the first visitors in the history of our world whom we have had to restrain with physical force you will be notified when landing space is available morning the warm sunlight streamed into the clouds washing away the last shadows and filtering through the portholes the men breakfasted bathed shaved smoked sat twisted their fingers looked out the porch they were silent men with dark shadows about their eyes and with tight white-lipped mouths frequently the clouds near them were cut by swift dark shapes swooping downward the shapes were indistinct in the cotton-like whiteness but obviously they were huge like a dozen wanderers made into one those ships are big someone murmured without enthusiasm it's a busy spaceport grumbled captain wiley thoughts words movements came so slowly it was like walking under water enthusiasm was dead the men were automatons sitting waiting eating sitting waiting a day passed and a night maybe they've forgotten us said fong no one answered the thought had been voiced before a hundred times then at last the droning words to those in the vessel from the planet earth you will now land we will carry you directly over the field then you will descend straight down the atmosphere is suitable to your type of life and is free of germs you will not need protection the men stared at one another hey doyle said did you hear that he says we can go down the men blinked captain wiley swallowed hard he rose with a stiff slow nervous hesitancy we're going down he mumbled as if repeating the words over and over in his mind and trying to believe them the men stirred as realization sprouted and grew they stirred like lethargic animals aroused from the long dreamless sleep of hibernation we're going to land breathed parker unbelievingly the wanderer moved as though caught in the grip of a giant invisible hand the voice said you may now descend captain wiley moved to the jet control panel lieutenant he snapped wake up let's go 
the ship sank downward through the thick sea of clouds the men walked to the ports a tenseness and excitement grew in their faces like dying flame being fanned into its former brilliancy out of the clouds loomed monstrous shining silver spires and towers cyclopean bridges gigantic lake-like mirrors immense golden spheres it was a nightmare world a jungle of fantastic shape and color the men gasped whispered murmured the flame of their excitement growing growing the whole planet is a city breathed parker thump the wanderer came to rest on a broad landing field of light blue stone the jets coughed spluttered died the ship quivered then lay still its interior charged with an electric pregnant silence you first captain lieutenant gunderson's voice cracked and his face was flushed you be the first to go outside captain wiley stepped through the airlock his heart pounding it was over now all the bewilderment the numbness and his eyes were shining he'd waited so long that it was hard to believe the waiting was over but it was he told himself the journey was over and the waiting and now the loneliness would soon be over mankind was not alone it was a good universe after all he stepped outside followed by lieutenant gunderson then by parker doyle and fong he rubbed his eyes this couldn't be a world like this couldn't exist he shook his head blinked furiously it it can't be true he mumbled to lieutenant gunderson we're still on the ship dreaming the landing field was huge perhaps ten miles across and its sides were lined with incredible ships the smallest of which seemed forty times as large as the wanderer there were silver ships golden ships black ships round ships transparent ships cigar-shaped ships flat-topped ships and scattered over the field were creatures a few were the size of men but most were giants by comparison some were humanoid some reptilian some were naked some clad in helmeted suits some enveloped with a shimmering water-like luminescence the creatures walked slithered floated crawled beyond the ships and the field lay the great city its webwork of towers minarets swears and bridges like the peaks of an enormous mountain range stretching up into space itself the structures were like the colors of a rainbow mixed in a cosmic paint pot molded and solidified into fantastic shapes by a mad god i i'm going back to the ship stammered parker the whiteness of death was in his face i'm going to stay with brown he turned and then he screamed captain the ship's moving silently the wanderer was drifting to the side of the field the toneless voice said 
we are removing your vessel so that other descending ships will not damage it captain wiley shouted into the air wait don't go away help us where can we see you the voice seemed to hesitate it is difficult for us to speak in thoughts that you understand silence captain wiley studied the faces of his men they were not faces of conquerors or of triumphant spacemen they were the faces of dazed frightened children who had caught a glimpse of hell he attempted feebly to smile all right he said loudly so it isn't like we expected so no one came to meet us with brass bands and tents and flags we've still succeeded haven't we we've found life that's intelligent beyond our comprehension what if our own civilization is insignificant by comparison look at those beings think of what we can learn from them why their ships might have exceeded the speed of light they might be from other galaxies let's find out said parker they strode to the nearest ship an immense smooth bluish sphere two creatures stood before it shaped like men and yet twice the size of men they wore white skin-tight garments that revealed muscular bodies like those of gods they looked at captain wiley and smiled one of them pointed toward the wanderer their smiles widened and then they laughed they laughed gently understandingly but they laughed and then they turned away talk to them parker urged how beads of perspiration shone on captain wiley's face anyway go ahead captain wiley wiped his forehead we are from earth the third planet the two godlike men seemed annoyed they walked away ignoring the earthman captain wiley spat all right so they won't talk to us look at that city think of the things we can see there and tell the folks on earth about why we'll be heroes let's go said parker his voice quavering around the edges they walked toward a large oval opening in the side of the field a hole between mountainous conical structures that seemed like the entrance to a street suddenly breath exploded from captain wiley's lungs his body jerked back he fell to the blue stone pavement then he scrambled erect scowling his hands outstretched he felt a soft rubbery invisible substance it's a wall he exclaimed the voice droned to those of earth beings under the fourth stage of galactic development are restricted to the area of the landing field we are sorry in your primitive stage it would be unwise for you to learn the nature of our civilization knowledge of our science would be abused by your people and used for the thing you call war we hope that you have been inspired by what you have seen however neither we nor the other visitors to our planet are permitted to hold contact with you it is suggested that you and your vessel depart listen you screamed parker we've been nine years getting here by heaven we won't leave now we're 
we have no time to discuss the matter beings under the fourth stage of galactic never mind spat captain wiley madness flamed in parker's eyes we won't go i tell you we won't we won't his fist streaked through the air as if at an invisible enemy he ran toward the wall he collided with a jolt that sent him staggering backward crying sobbing screaming all at once captain wiley stepped forward struck him on the chin parker crumpled they stood looking at his body which lay motionless except for the slow rising and falling of his chest what now captain asked lieutenant gunderson captain wiley thought for a few moments then he said we're ignorant country bumpkins lieutenant riding into the city in a chugging jalopy we're stupid savages trying to discuss the making of fire with the craters of atomic energy we're children racing a paper glider against an atomic power jet we're too ridiculous to be noticed we're tolerated but nothing more shall we go home asked fong a weariness in his voice lieutenant gunderson scratched his neck i don't think i'd want to go home now could you bear to tell the truth about what happened fong looked wistfully at the shining city if we told the truth they probably wouldn't believe us we've failed it sounds crazy we've reached proxima centauri and found life and yet somehow we failed no i wouldn't like to go home still we learned something said doyle we know now that there is life on worlds beside our own somewhere there must be other races like ours they looked at each other strangely for a long long moment at last lieutenant gunderson asked how far is alpha centauri captain wiley frowned alpha centauri through his mind swirled chaotic visions of colossal distances eternal night and lonely years he sought hard to find a seed of hope in his mind and yet there was no seed there were only a coldness and an emptiness suddenly the voice yes men of earth we suggest that you try alpha centauri the men stood silent and numb like bewildered children as the implication of those incredible words sifted into their consciousness finally fong said did, did you hear that he said captain sam wiley nodded very slowly yes alpha centauri alpha centauri his eyes began to twinkle and then he smiled onward sped the wanderer onward through cold silent infinity on and on an insignificant pencil of silver lost in the terrible brooding blackness yet even greater than the blackness was the flaming hope in the six men who inhabited the silver rocket they moved in hope as fish move in water their lives revolved in hope 
as planets revolve in space and time they bore their hope like a jewelled crown and it was as much a part of them as sight in their eyes hope was both their brother and their god and there was no loneliness the end end of the lonely ones by edward w ludwig read by Lars Rolander.